Our Trestman's Argos have a three-game win streak snapped last week against Saskatchewan. The Argos now a point back of the Red Blacks for first in the East. As a result of the comeback win by Ottawa last night, Jason Moss's Eskimos ended a six-game losing streak Monday in Montreal. The third comeback from a double-digit deficit this year. Jason Moss hoping that gets them pointed in the right direction again. Eskimos only loss against the East against Toronto, which happened to be the Argos' only win so far this year against a Western opponent. Chris Edwards is back. Hyrule who has it on the tee. The Eskimos won the toss, and they get the football first. And it is Edwards working his way up close to the 40-yard line to set things up for the leading passer in the Canadian Football League. Mike Riley heads out with 4,546 passing yards this season. Yeah, on pace for another 5,000-yard season for Mike Riley, his last five games averaging 340 yards per game. Now, four of those were losses. They snapped that losing streak, as you mentioned, last week against Montreal, come from behind win. Green and gold start on their own 38. And C.J. Gable, the ball carrier, straight ahead against the old QEW rivals for about three. C.J. Gable, second start for him as an Edmonton Eskimo in that backfield, and he's got Mike Riley quite a nice array of, of weapons across the board. Brandon Zilstra for a big game from Durrell, Durrell Walker, and the tackles tonight, Figueroa and Kelly have got to take care of the sack leader in the CFL in Victor Butler. Eskimos number one in average offense per game, a pump here from Riley, and he is in trouble early, as you mentioned, and down he goes. Cleon Lang, who has a habit of getting to Mike Riley's kitchen, gets home early. Lots of changes in this Argo secondary, but up front, they've got some injured players back, and Cleon Lang is one of them. Cleon Lang down in that four-point stance, two hands on the ground, the sprinter's stance. New contact on a receiver, Toronto number 47. So will be a 10-yard penalty, and it'll make it first down. Outstanding bull rush to get things started for Cleon Lang, but again, Victor Butler back in the lineup a few games now, and he's the sack leader in the CFL. Their front seven is solid. But the sack taken off the board by an illegal contact penalty, and it gives the Eskimos a first down up at their 51. In motion, Bowman and Watson to the near side. Riley looking that way, but he'll give it to Gable out of the backfield, and Terrence Plummer there to toss him down. Plummer taking the spot of the injured Marcus Ball. Yeah, Marcus Ball out, but Bear Woods back in the middle. Let's take a look at the D-line first. There is Victor Butler, nine sacks on the season, 14 quarterback pressures in the middle. Bear Woods missed last week. He's back, leads the team in defensive plays, just shy of 100 on the season. Terrence Plummer will play for ball, as you mentioned. Cassius Vaughn back from linebacker into that halfback spot, leads the team in, in interceptions. Four for Gable, second and six, and a nice grab by Brandon Silstra coming off that monster performance in Montreal, seven for 201. He gets things going with a catch for 11 and a first down. Well, he cuts into the lead, and he's keeps up his pace. He's going to pass Greg Ellingson, who we saw last night in the Ottawa win in Saskatchewan, but his way to first CFL All-Star season. Brandon Zilstra has been outstanding all year long. 
got back to the gloves today after not wearing gloves in the rain last week in Montreal. A fake to Gable over the middle. Nice snag there. Duke Williams with the catch. And Bear Woods with the tackle. Eskimos moving on their opening possession. You know, this Brandon Zilch has been consistent all season for Edmonton, the receiving core. And Duke Williams been up and down a little bit. Darrell Walker didn't have a great game last week against Montreal. And Adarius Bowman's off to one of his slowest seasons ever. This receiving core has the potential to just explode at any moment. Ball down to the Argo 32, first down. Gable releases. Riley, though, looking deep. He wants Bowman in the end zone and overthrows him by a stride or two. You know, Darius Bowman, you look back at his, his last couple of seasons, just been the number one receiver in the league, the all-star for the last three years. And yet then this season, 28 catches, 277. Now he's had a hamstring. It's only been nine games. And a hamstring for a receiver is like kryptonite for Superman. It just, it, it slows you so badly and you're just reluctant to even stretch out for the football. He's been back a few weeks now. No catches last week, 14 grabs in the last five games. Riley on second and 10 goes back to the automatic second down conversion man. That's the 34th second down conversion catch for Zilstra. And it's 15 and another first down. You know, he's just the entire package. He can run routes, he can get behind you. Similar style to Greg Ellingson, as a matter of fact, for the Ottawa Red Blacks. But nice curl route there. He gets Rico Murray turned out of his back pedal and creates that separation. So the Eskimos marching just 17 first quarter points in their last seven games, but threatening here in the red zone. First to 10, back in the hands of Gable straight ahead. CJ Gable, touchdown! Rushing has a receiving as well. He's stepped in and made an impact. And boy, has it been a revolving door due to injury and the running back position for the Edmonton Eskimos. Of course, they can say that about a lot of different positions. But a great trade by Brock Sunderland to get C.J. Gable here for the playoff run. Margo Swayze Waters with the convert. And an early 7 on the Eskimo lead. Eight plays, 72 yards. And Gable hits Peter to open the scoring. Just like you draw it up, watch Figueroa out here. He's going to get that block. The down block by Dupuis. Baird out onto the middle linebacker, Bear Woods. From that left side of the formation, the hole opened up for C.J. Gable. Everybody's got their man. Nice block right here by Figueroa to seal the defensive end. And away goes C.J. Gable. Hugh O'Neill kicks it off. It'll be Cam McDaniel, the Notre Dame product. Up across the 30, 35 for McDaniel and tumbles to the 
40-yard line, decent field position for Ricky Ray and the Argos to start. Well, they've had all kinds of injuries on running back in Edmonton with C.J. Gable. A terrific ad. Offside during the kickoff, Edmonton number 26. The penalties declined, first down, Toronto. Argos like the field position they got. And Ricky Ray on pace for his fourth 5,000-yard passing season. Third best year of his career if he maintains this pace. Great TD to interception ratio. Three and four as a starting quarterback against his old team. And he comes out passing, throwing to Armonte Edwards. A catch up at the 45. There's a flag down in the Argo backfield. Ray likely hit late. Ricky Ray does not have James Major Wilder foul, Jr. Edmonton number 97, 15-yard penalty at the end of the play. Automatic first down. John Chick got there first, and two, and a little late. There's John Chick playing for De Odell Willis tonight, who is a healthy scratch. And right arm to the side of the head of Ricky Ray will be called every time. John Chick, unbelievably, Still looking to play in a game as a winning, on the winning side this year. Didn't win in Hamilton. Wasn't part of the victory last week. Take to Whitaker over the middle. SJ Green stretch, but couldn't bring it in. With Aaron Grimes helping separate Green from the football. Yeah, Brandon Whitaker is a starting tailback tonight. James Wilder Jr. should be okay for next week, but they wanted to take precautionary measures and rest him for this one tonight. There's SJ Green, ranked third in the CFL. Chris Van Zyl missed two games. He's back at right tackle. It's going to help Ricky Ray, who's been pressured as much or more than any quarterback in the league. James Wilder had 257 yards from scrimmage against Edmonton the first meeting. Ray in some trouble, trying to escape. Flag comes down on the pass out of the reach of Malcolm Williams. It's a holding call against Toronto. And let's see if the Eskimos decline or push them back. You can believe that the Edmonton defense. Holding Toronto, number 69. That penalty is declined. It becomes third down. Will Campbell left tackle flag, but the punt team on. On third down. Defense, Chris, not at all disappointed that they're not facing James Wilder Jr. tonight. So Brandon Zilser will drop back. Not often you see a guy potentially the league leader in receiving, also handling the return duties. This may, may be where he's lined up. They want to make sure that there's one short for Edmonton. Ira Law, who's Hunt bouncing down around the 15. Zilstra fields it and crosses the 15 to the 17-yard line. 37-yard punt. Good start for Mike Riley. Up by seven. here in Edmonton, the first home game since the game against Winnipeg a couple of weeks ago in the attack on Constable Mike Chernick, who got a huge ovation from the crowd here at Commonwealth today. Still an emotional time, and this is the first home game since that attack just outside the stadium and in downtown Edmonton.
So the second possession for the Eskimos who drive 72 yards for a touchdown on their first. And here's the man who capped it, C.J. Gable, loose off the right side. And more running room against the Nargo defense that ranks number three against the run. One of the skill sets for C.J. Gable is his ability to restart. He, he'll hit the line here and has to sort of stop in behind Figueroa, who's pulling. Great job by the Argos defensively to plug up that hole, but he has a great ability to change gears, put the brakes on, and then restart being full speed quickly. Zero to 60 in the blink of an eye. And one of the big men down for the Eskimos, and it is Figueroa who used to block for Gable in Hamilton, the left tackle getting attention. And while they work on Figueroa, we'll step aside here at Commonwealth. Well, he fumbled on his first carry as an Edmonton Eskimo, but it still was a, a memorable day for C.J. Gable debuting against the Alouettes last Thanksgiving Monday. Yeah, it was one of those type of games with the rain coming down hard in Montreal. There was a lot of fumbling going on, but he recovered and bounced back from that first play as an Eskimo and had a big game against Montreal. They snapped that losing streak. It's like Matt O'Donnell has bumped out to left tackle for the injured Figueroa. Jacob Ruby into the game, a pass over the middle end. Open again, third catch of the game for Brandon Zilstra. Working that intermediate zone against this Argo defense. They're trying to, to the left of your screen. Mike Riley just, just intermediate 12 to 15 yard curls to Zilstra so far in this game. Now that could mean they're setting it up for the double move, little curl and go. So 19 away from taking the league lead. Brandon Zilstra's played 18 games in the CFL, so that's one full season. 1,843 receiving yards. One of the, be one of the best all-time full years. And now Darrell Walker takes the swing pass. They've got a lot of weapons already into the game for Edmonton. Targeted 10 times against Montreal. He only had four catches, and the ball was not his friend against the Alouettes. And I, I expect Darrell Walker to have a bounce-back game here tonight against the Argos. He, is much better than he showed last week with just four catches. Eight yards for Walker on his first of this game. Eight from 92 it is. Game against the Argos. Back in September. So second and two. Gable straight ahead. And a first down for C.J. Gable as he gets sworn. Bear Woods trying to punch it out of there. And Gable falls forward to the Toronto 51. Back-to-back 100-yard -back games, consecutive 100-yard games with two different teams for C.J. Gable. Two teams in the same season, Jerome Messam did it. Chuck Bob, as we used to call him, Charles Roberts in Winnipeg. And, and Edmonton fans will remember a yeah. couple of other acquisitions for the Hamilton Ticats that became very useful in the Eskimo backfield, Troy Davis and Ronald Williams. First and 10, that one is batted in the air, picked off. Tuckle brings it down. And he's thrown to the turf by Matt O'Donnell, but it's an interception off the deflection for Justin Tuggle. Did Tuggle get the knockdown as well? I mean, did he tip it to himself? He came off the edge there. 
sure who got their hands on it. This is Tuggle here off the edge. They're going to come with a blitz too. Kadarius Ford gets his hands on it. Tuggle, you can see Riley scrambling to try and just knock that ball down. Here comes Ford, halfback blitz. Argos needed a momentum teacher like that. Great takeaway there. Not a necessarily a mistake by Mike Riley, but a takeaway on defense. Just the 11th interception by the Argos this season. 13th throw by Riley at midfield. Ricky Ray back out there and hands it off to Brandon Whitaker and not much off the left side for the veteran Whitaker. Elmondo Sewell makes the tackle. Edmonton defense has started to improve their run defense. Noel Del Willis, I mentioned that. He's their leader in sacks and quarterback pressures. He's out, help the scratch. Kenny Ladler, the only defensive starter to play every game this year. You look back to that secondary. Aaron Grimes should be matched up tonight on SJ Green. He's a cover guy back three games now from his NFL drive. Maybe a yard for Whitaker, second and a full nine. Here comes Heat. Ray gets it away, it's complete. Dermonte Edwards has the catch in front of Forrest Hightower. In that defense without Odell Willis with more. Let's head to the sidelines. Here's Matthew Genetti. Absolutely, CC. Take a look at Odell Willis and he's healthy and there's no other visual issues. And you wonder why he's a healthy scratch. But when you speak to defensive coordinator Mike Benavides, he talks about the plan that he and Jason Moss had set in place. Philip Hunt three weeks ago, then of course you guys mentioned John Chick not involved last week against the Montreal Alouettes. This is a rotation, so this week it's Odell Willis's turn. They want to make sure all their defensive ends, and they feel they have an excess of them, they have a lot of talent in that position of the field, they want to make sure they're all healthy for the playoffs. Guys? 13 for Edwards as the Argos move into Edmonton territory. Edwards with another catch, and he's tripped up down around the 37. Well, it's an interesting defense because it is improving. Probably their best secondary now than they've had all season for Mike Benavides. He's got Kenny Ladler, who's their playmaker in the linebacking court. They're number one against the pass, but they have to shore up their run defense. The last three weeks, the opponent has rushed for over 500 yards. I actually thought that may be one of the reasons they went with the John Chick instead of Odell Willis. Ray on second down, flush steps up. Edwards makes the catch and has the first down. So Armonte Edwards has been the possession receiver so far for the Argos. Another 13-yard pickup for first down. Well, for the Argos, he's second to SJ Green in these second down conversions and is maybe one of the underrated receivers in the league. I mean, that was an end-over-end wobbler that was tipped at the line, and Edwards maintains his concentration. Catches that in front of Koshi Mwamba. Well, Ricky Ray, three completions, all three have gone to number 10. Edwards, 15th in the league in receiving coming in. Here's Ray pumping. He dumps it off for Whitaker. And Brandon Whitaker brought down short game. Corey Jones was there to make the tackle. Corey Jones in good position inside. Brandon Whitaker is going to provide great protection. One of the great blocking backs. In fact, we've got two tonight. Brandon Whitaker and C.J. Gable, two of the best blocking backs in the league in the passing game. Mark Tressman is trying to improve in that area. This team allows more, has allowed more sacks than any team in the league. And right up there in quarterback pressures as well. Whitaker's first game since Labor Day when 
Since then, James Wilder took over over the middle, looking for Edwards again. And this time, incomplete, broken up by Adam Konar, the weak side linebacker. Well, you take a look at the six-game losing streak for Edmonton and then the win against Montreal, and what was the difference? I think one of the difference, differences were that their defense got some stops when they needed them. Konar with a big play there. Stops. The air goes down around the 23, so we'll call it a 30-yard field goal attempt for Hyrulahu. Puts it up and through, and the Argos get on the board with Hyrulahu's 42nd field goal of the season. Three points off the turnover, 7-3 Eskimos. weapon and he is seamlessly coming into our offense he understands the nuances of what we need to do we don't have to hammer home anything with him and he is just such a fit right now guys now over 600 yards rushing on the season for evil I like the fact that the last few weeks we get to talk about running backs <laughs> uh, they've been chipping in, in a big way time of the year when it's an important part of the game and Gable right back on the ground plowing across the 40. Looks like forward progress to around the 42 for a run offense that's only ranked number six because of all the injuries they've had this year at that position. Yeah, you look back to John White and Darius Perkins and Trayvon Van. Boy, Jason Moss has really had to dig deep into the depth this team and then actually make the trade to get C.J. Gable. But going down the stretch in the playoffs, they've got a good one behind Mike Riley now, the guy that can do it all. Catch the ball in the backfield well also. Second down, they stay on the ground for Gable, and he gets across the 45 and a first down. And Woods the stop, but Gable moves the sticks. Now he shows you a little bit of his vision. Great tailbacks have great vision. And watch Gable take this handoff from Riley. Doesn't like what he sees play side. He'll jump, cut to the backside, to the outside, finds a little hole, little seam, and he sneaks through it for the first down. Also understanding the situation, game situation and game management. He knew he needed four. He hit that little hole and got it. This time a fake to Gable, who he looked at the backfield. That one almost intercepted. Passes incomplete off the hands of Cassius Vaughn, who moves from strong side linebacker into the defensive backfield. And yeah, sorry, Chris. Yeah, Mike Mike Riley took a hit here. Gable comes out of the backfield, and he wanted Gable, but watch how Bear Woods goes and covers down on C.J. Gable. Woods back in the lineup, sees him coming out, reads it. He takes Gable out of the backfield. Riley looked there and then had to hold the ball a split second and paid the price for it. Nice pickup and instincts from Bear Woods, their leader in the middle of that defense. Three-man rush, second and ten. Riley fires. Guess who? Brandon Silstrom 
And he's back into Argo territory. Another catch down to the Toronto 41. It's 22 more for Zilstrup, and that will put him into the league lead. Not a big school, Concordia College. Got good size at 6'3", 220. I think what separates Brandon Zilstrup from a lot of the receivers is his mental toughness. It was pouring rain, and he was the best player on the field handling the rain in Montreal with over 200 yards. Didn't bother him at all. He has tremendous mental toughness. First down at the Argo 41. Riley to the air again, going through the reeds. Anybody home? Gets a block there, and on a roll, he finds Gable, the release foul. Brought down by Plummer, but it's a Eskimo first down as Riley shows his mobility and his patience. This is what Matthew talked about on the sideline with C.J. Gable and how he fits right in. He's going to come up here, check for the blitz, and then release, and he actually does a little bit of both. Gable steps up. He sees Plummer. He's going to engage Plummer. Then when his quarterback starts to scramble, he finds an opening and presents a target for him. Got a big block from Colin Kelly to buy that extra second. There should be the final play of the first quarter. It's been a good one for Edmonton. O'Reilly steps out of the pocket, steps up, takes off. Another first down and down the sideline. It's Whoa. a touchdown. What a run Whoa. by Mike Riley. Here, first of all, it's a big block by C.J. Gable. He picks up the blitz coming from the Argos. Watch number 39 in the hole on Plummer. Right there. He takes that block. Now it gives a little running lane to Mike Riley. And one of the great leaders in the game leads by example. And this is one of the things that his teammates will love to watch. That fires you up on the bench, whether you're playing defense, special teams, or out there on offense with the quarterback. After. DB's loving that. Reviewing the scoring play and also awaiting what the flag might have been at the end of that play. Mike Riley's seventh touchdown run of the season. Six plays, 75 yards in just under two and a half minutes. Pending this delayed penalty call. Didn't get the word on exactly what they're reviewing. Unless they're checking to see if Riley stepped out of bounds. He certainly made it look like he was headed that way. And he didn't step out of bounds when he turned the corner. I know that. And apparently it's it's not an issue that he stepped out of bounds, but there's more than one penalty to uh, to sort out. After the touchdown was scored, major foul on this Roughness, Toronto number 98. That penalty will be applied on the kickoff. Apparently just one penalty, Dylan Wynn.
So the Eskimos line up for the convert. Argo Swayze Waters, who had missed two earlier with Edmonton, gets this. Eskimos put up 14 points in the opening quarter. Mike Riley off and running here, and a spectacular jump into the end zone. 14-3 Edmonton.